everybody, welcome to 10 Things I Hate About Me, a podcast where we're coming clean on all the things we don't like about ourselves. I'm your host, Samantha Stokes, and today we have a very special guest who I'm so excited to introduce. But first, I have something to share from a reviewer who told us one thing they hate about themselves. This was submitted by Jackie W42069. One thing I hate about me is that I low-key wish I got a golden ticket to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Despite knowing the dangers, I still want a little taste. Thank you, Jackie W42069, for writing us a very kind review and sharing something you hate about yourself. I'll be praying that you find a golden ticket one day. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and leave us a review. Include one thing you hate about yourself, and we'll read it on a future episode. All right, so without further ado, let's get started. So it's time to introduce our guest. This is someone that I've known for a very, very long time. We went to college together. We've played music together. And he let me crash at his place and sleep on his couch when my flight to Cambodia got canceled three years ago. (laughs) I'm so excited to welcome our guest from the Boston-based power pop band Really Great, Owen Harrelson. Hi, Owen. (laughs) Hello. Hello, hello. It's all true. Everything Sam said. Every word. <laughs> I still remember. I was about to say, like, I made Sam breakfast that morning, and I was like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't remember if that's true or not. It might be a lie. I don't know if that was true, but I know that it was uh, during your cookie baking phase. Yeah. That might not have ended. You might still be in your cookie baking phase. Um, I definitely fell off baking when the pandemic happened, and it's so sad. <laughs> That's like that's like a contrarian reaction to the pandemic. Everybody else got into it and you said, no, not for me. Yeah, I, I, I was like, oh, now that it's cool, I'm a little over it. I don't want to think anymore. <laughs> that's it. I'm going to do nothing instead. That's That's my new thing. I'm so excited to talk about your band and everything that's coming in the near future for you. Um, But first, I want us to do a little segment called Roses and Thorns. Rose is the best or most rewarding thing that happened to you this week. And Thorn is the worst or most challenging thing that happened to you this week. Um, And I'll go ahead and share mine first. My rose is I went to Taco Bell this weekend. Yes. For the first time in a really long time. That's good. Because when I used to work at Good Good Comedy Theater, I would get out of there at like midnight and then go to the Taco Bell on um, like 11th and Chestnut. But yeah, I went to Taco Bell after going to a comedy show with some friends. I saw the sketch group Simple Town. It was so fun. It was nice to have my little comedy and Taco Bell time back. And then for my thorn... My cat Simba hasn't been feeling really good lately. He's fine. He's not like a sick, seriously ill or anything like that. But he's just, you know, I can just tell that he's not super comfy and he's having a lot of like uh, separation anxiety. And it's just been making me sad. But we're going to the vet in a couple of weeks. I think he'll be okay till then. You know, we'll get through it together. Hmm. A lot of cuddle time. Well, that's good. Why is he experiencing separation anxiety? Are you gone? I... (laughs) Are you not where you claim to be? (laughs) I'm leaving him at the house for weeks at a time. No, just kidding. I think this all started when I uh, moved into my own place. Mm. Before I lived with roommates, so he really wasn't alone that often. Yeah, that makes sense. But now he's, you know, he's alone a lot. And when he's not alone, I'm the only person that's with him, which is Mm. like, that's boring. (laughs) (laughs) He loves me, but where's the variety, you know? I understand. It's just like, oh, it's this girl again. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait till she gets some roommates in here. (laughs) Simba loves roommates. He's always talking about them to me. He texts me on the side. I'm always hearing from him. If he was texting you, then I think he should be a little bit less lonely. I don't text him back. (laughs) Oh, my God. No. Friends of the the show might not know this. Sam knows this. I would never not text someone back. I'm I'm addicted to texting people back really fast. You are so good at texting people back. It's one of your best qualities. Thank you. Many find it to be annoying. So I'm glad you think. (laughs) I don't like the because the motivating factor for it is that I don't like when there are notifications on my phone that are active because to me, it's like, oh, it's a thing I have to do. So I always there's never any. 
right now there's several and I it's bothering me, but I'm ignoring them. So that's it's just it's not even about texting back the person. It's just to, I want to get rid of the notification. So you're being selfish by texting back, actually. Yes, it, it being <laughs> selfish, as you said, was one of my best qualities. <laughs> My thing about texting back too fast, quote unquote, too fast is like, (laughs) it's an asynchronous medium. Just, just Mm. don't open it. Just put it down Mm. or open it and then just get back to it later. I don't care. I do care. (laughs) Yeah. I also care. Um, Owen, what is your rose and thorn for this week? Oh yeah. This is a very Owen question. When are you considering the week to have started? You know, I just consider it the past seven days. Okay. You can go you can go further than seven days. I'm not your freaking principal. Oh. I'm not your I'm not your boss. I thought Sam was my principal and my <laughs> boss, but that really changes. I'm gonna approach this a little differently. So on Sunday, I uh, went out to Hot Pot with some friends, um, which is already a great start because I think Hot Pot is probably one of my favorite food things that you can do. I'm already a soup liker. When you get hot pot, which is like basically the ultimate soup experience, like it's just great every time. I can go to any hot pot place. I'll always have fun. I love it. And then afterwards, we went to a uh, a place in Alston called Meat Fresh. And Meat Fresh? M-E-E-T. Okay. <laughs> I really, I really, I assumed it was the other one. <laughs> I needed more meat. <laughs> And I need it to be fresh. Well, don't we all? Uh, But uh, Meat Fresh, it has like lots of like treats and they have a a dessert soup. I don't know the actual name for it, but like it has like a grass jelly broth and you can get like taro balls or sesame balls with like, it's like a mochi outside, mochi dough and then sesame filling. Um, I got potaro balls, which is sweet potato and taro. It was so good that does sound really good (laughs) like it's not my first dessert soup experience um but it's not my first dessert soup experience i know now i'm bragging (laughs) i loved it so much and i was having a horrible day on tuesday my lovely roommates who i went to hot pot with knew that i loved it so much that they were like uh they brought me back the exact soup that i got again (laughs) and it was so nice that's amazing that's love yeah, it really was. You know, it really was. Soup is your love language. That's true. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot of very annoying job things happen this week. Uh, I got a new job last fall, uh, and it had a lot of promise. And I think there's been a lot of things that have been surprisingly annoying about it. Um, and this week, uh, it's like just like a work from home office job type of thing. Um, and... Uh, usually I'm really good at that kind of job. I think at this job, I'm just okay, uh, which is not something I enjoy. I don't like being just okay at a thing in this way uh, when you have to do it every day. Yeah, being being just okay at something you have to do every day. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's going to wear on you, I think. Like I've been shitty at jobs before that were like very short-term jobs and that was fine. Like I don't care about that. But being bad at a job that is supposed to be a longer term thing, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Um, It's like, this is my life now, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, And then uh, to make matters worse, uh, regularly, my coworkers are extremely rude to me in a way that I'm always surprised by. I like to think I'm pretty easy to work with. But there have been times at my job where someone's been like, I'm not interested in your opinion, basically. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, okay, fine. <laughs> like, whatever. Uh, and so uh, that didn't happen this week, but something kind of similar happened twice on the same day on Monday uh, where I received sort of a torrent of feedback. And, like, again, open to feedback generally, but it was, like, impromptu and very blunt in a way that I was like, it doesn't feel good to do that. Don't do it normal. Be a normal person about this, please. Um, that really colored a lot of the first half of my week. But now second half is going great. I had soup again. <laughs> <laughs> I made soup actually on Tuesday of my own design. And you know, I'm just, I'm really souping it up and it's just great. What, what could be better? <laughs> You know, our last guest, Cassandra, she hosts a podcast called Flop Soup. So this is the second time in a row out of two episodes where we are talking a lot about soup. That's good. Is it about soup? It's about celebrity pop culture, celebrity flops. Okay. Well, that's... You <laughs> You just got <laughs> disappointed because... my interest of soup. <laughs> 
it's more about the flaps and not about the soup at all. Hey, I mean, I guess there's an audience for for that one, but uh, call me when there's a soup podcast. Yeah, if I hear about any soup podcasts, I'll let you know. I'll send them your way. Maybe we can change what this podcast is about for my episode. Owen Harrelson, host of the podcast, 10 Soups I Love. About the world. That, and I love. <laughs> okay, Owen. It's time for us to answer the big question. Mm-hmm. What is one thing that you don't like about yourself? Okay. So this requires a small amount of context. Um, have you ever heard of Enneagrams? Enneagrams. That's like the the numbers. Yeah. Like a type and a number. Yeah. Um, I made a new friend a few years ago and we were sort of in the like getting to know you hangout phase and he was like oh what's your enneagram and i was like i have no idea i don't know what that is and so he showed me what it was and i was like well how am i supposed to know like i don't want to pay like a hundred dollars for this test and he said well actually what you can do is just read the descriptions of the enneagrams and when you find the one that is just sort of devastatingly mortifying that's probably the one you are uh and you'll feel very vulnerable and very seen and that's how you know and i was like interesting that your friend said devastatingly mortifying and not like you you relate to it (laughs) no yeah it was very honest and honestly it helped because that is exactly what happened as i was reading them um but the one that i am is uh or that i think i am i guess just is like you're obsessed with the idea of morality and like being a good person it was so, it was like deeply embarrassing where I was like, oh my God, I truly thought that everybody was always thinking about being a good person. And now I understand that most people don't think about this like obsessively in the way that I do. Oh my gosh. It was terrible. <laughs> um, one of the things uh, that is good, uh, they are usually seen by others as highly self-controlled, even rigid. Although this is not how ones experience themselves. <laughs> it, yeah, it seems to them that they are sitting on a cauldron of passions and desires and that they had better keep the lid on lest they and everyone else around them regret it. Uh, in other words, you don't want to express your passions or desires too strongly uh, because you'll do something horrible. <laughs> Wait, Owen, can I just say something? Yeah. A cauldron of passions? That's soup. Oh, my God. I'm glad you said that. (laughs) It's all coming together. Um, But yeah, I think the fact that I am obsessed with morality is is a great thing that I do not like about myself. It's very funny, too, reading the uh, description, because there's like a description of like, what does it look like when you're really healthy? And like, what's it look like when you're really unhealthy? And I was like, obviously, you go straight to the unhealthy ones. And then you see them, you're like, yep, 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 I'm uh, bad. <laughs> I'm doing... It's like, you're like really dogmatic. And I'm like, really self-righteous. I'm like, yep, yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's awful. Would recommend this experience to anybody wanting to um, go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I think that I took the Enneagram test during quarantine. I think Mm. me and my old roommate, Allison, took it together. Um, And I don't think it was the real one. I think it was one of those like online ones where it's like, this is kind of an approximation of what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember the first time that I took it, I got the one that is obsessed with security Mm. and like constantly seeking safety. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, that checks out because I'm like the most anxious person that I know. Mm-hmm. And this was also during during quarantine, I was also um, honestly like really scared to leave my house, like obviously mm. um, scared of getting sick. But like even um, I was afraid that like um, I was afraid of being targeted for being an Asian person, honestly. Yeah. Um, especially because like earlier that year, like like a month or two before quarantine started, um, I'm the, I'm getting so serious so fast. Um Somebody somebody spit in my face on the sidewalk. Oh my god, that's horrible. And it wasn't like obviously like like an Asian thing, but I mean, it felt like it. <laughs> I feel like you kind of know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. So I was scared for a long time, um, but I've worked on it and I'm a lot better now. So good, that's great. Um, and then the second time with that I took it, um, I got the one that is like I forget what the exact wording is. But it's basically like, it was like the Leo rising of Enneagrams. It was like, you're a performer. You need people to know that you're a star. And I was like, honestly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the one. I, um, I've talked to somebody who, who got that result too. And it's like, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, it's like, 
like you really feel like you need to be considered interesting by other people. Yes. <laughs> it was really funny because like I, I had just shared my story to that person. And then she was like, oh, I'm absolutely the one that needs to be interesting. I'm so embarrassed to even be telling you this. And I was like, that's something I never think about. <laughs> this must be what it's like for other people when I tell them like, yeah, I just really need to be a good person or feel like I'm a good person. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, that's weird. I guess that's good. No one wants to be not interesting, I guess. No one wants to be not a good person, but it's so funny. Yeah, I love that that's your first thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to pick a really uh, a really true one, like the most true that I could. I was like, what, what will tell people all they need to know the second I say it? And now everyone's yeah. going to be like, oh, that guy's definitely a type of guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to start our next segment, which is called Let's Unpack That. I have a series of questions for you, and you're going to give me some short answers. And if I want you to expand on it, I'll say, let's unpack that. And we're going to talk about it a little more. Got it. What is your hometown and what's one thing you don't like about it? I was born and raised in Princeton, Massachusetts. Um, a thing I don't like about it is that many rich people live there. This next question I'm excited for. What's one word that describes what you were like in college? <laughs> and this is a test. Yeah. Um, <laughs> honestly, I want to say like mean. I think I was kind of mean in college. You know, that's really funny because... I think that you used to say that you were mean in high school too. I think. <laughs> yep. I knew you were going to say as soon as you started saying that's interesting. Like it's, I'm going to get called out. It's true. I was mean in high school too. I was meaner in high school. A thing that I thought for a while was like, maybe life is just a series of like really not liking who you were five years ago. Mm. Um, but I, I'm happy to report that now who I was five years ago, I'm like, that guy was okay. All right. I'm going to say, let's unpack that. <laughs> The person that you were five years ago. Who who were you five years ago? Five years ago, I had a job I really didn't like. I didn't fully not like it yet. Like I, so I I started my career, I guess, if you can call it that, in HR, which I hate. Uh, HR is a horrible, evil institution, um, and so obviously that doesn't pass the morality uh, test for. <laughs> me um and yet i worked in it for like six years um which to be fair i have like insane student debt so like you got to do something i also was definitely really depressed <laughs> a lot of the time i was not doing very much music stuff so for for all the great heads in the audience right now <laughs> uh listening who are thinking about my band really great um i spent so long finishing my first record uh, I say my, but like, really, it's definitely a group effort of our first record. Um, and like, we recorded a lot of stuff. And then at a certain point, I was like, I got to throw out these recordings. I don't like these recordings. And um, that was really frustrating for everyone else who worked on it, understandably. Um, do I think it was the right call looking back? I'm like, honestly, I kind of do. I feel like it was a really hard decision that sucked. And everyone was like, this sucks. I was like, this sucks. I don't want to be throwing these out, but I feel like we have to. Um, and so I think I was in the midst of that. And a lot of my friends were moving away, uh, which was very sad. Um, Guilty. And uh, yeah, part of the problem. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so I feel like um, that was a lot of the stuff that was going on. I had a burgeoning interest in baking cookies. <laughs> I mean, now, you no. really did. That was the year that you sent me cookies for my birthday. I think it was M&M cookies, which is one of my favorite cookies. I think I asked you either secretly or very directly and ruined the surprise. <laughs> I asked my roommate, my older roommate in like August, hey, what's your shirt size? And it was because I wanted to pick out her like Christmas present. That's genius, honestly. Yeah, just like keep a running list of your friends shirt sizes. That's my that's my hot tip. I was going to say, like, my, my immediate reaction to that is like, what if I just kept, like, a database of friend information? <laughs> and I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, what? Is <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably a pretty accurate picture. I'm glad that we unpacked that one. Okay, next question. If there was a zombie apocalypse, what would be your fatal flaw? Um, that's a good question. Oh, I know. <laughs> Okay, so recently I've begun having a bean problem, uh, which is that I can't eat any beans at all. I don't know why you're laughing. 
you're having a reaction to what I said. You, you don't know why I'm laughing at your bean problem? No, I don't. Uh, if anything, it's a serious condition <laughs> for that I have <laughs> where I can't eat any beans. You've been diagnosed with a bean problem. Yeah, my GI said, oh, that's bean problem, I think. Oh, you know, Krill wrote a song about this, Bean Problem. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, so I can't eat any beans, which, as we all know, is a classic survival staple because they last so long, either canned or dry. Um, it should be noted, I love beans, all types. I can't have tofu anymore. I just stopped being vegetarian because I can't have like anything. It sucks. That makes me really sad. <laughs> Do you think it makes you sad? <laughs> think about how sad it made me. I also I also can't have like raw onions anymore. It's so, like the Burmese place in Alston, which is one of my favorite spots. Their perfect coconut noodle soup. It's like my favorite soup in the world. Soup again. I keep going back to it. I'm not trying to. I promise. Uh, and there's there's raw onions in there. And so I always have to be like, can I get it with no um, raw onions? And they're like, green onions are okay. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's always really embarrassing. I feel like it sounds like I'm just really picky. But I like, it's the same if I'm getting burritos. I'm like, no beans. It's brutal. So th- that would probably kill me because I would end up eating beans anyway. And then there wouldn't be a bathroom that can uh, save my life. So I would die. Zombies wouldn't be a part of it. <laughs> it's mostly the bean problem. I had red beans by mistake when they uh, got me that soup, the dessert soup. And uh, they didn't know there were going to be red beans in it. It was so sad. Oh, my gosh. Not I the know. dessert soup. This guy's got problems. All his soups, his litany of soups. <laughs> he won't stop. Yeah, the real problem is I can't stop talking about soup, apparently. One thing I hate about me is that I can't stop talking <laughs> about soup. Write it down. Write it down. I'm writing it down. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> I don't like this about myself. It's on the list. Okay. <laughs> Noted. All right. Next question. What's your weirdest hidden talent? Um, uh, do you know, are you familiar with like video game speed running? I, I love video game speed runs. I didn't know that about you actually. Yeah. And I, I like to watch uh, video game playthroughs. How have we never talked about this? And when you do the playthrough, like on YouTube or something, you can fast forward all the boring parts. Yeah, absolutely. Like the part where somebody is just like walking around a building for 10 minutes. Yeah, that's like most of video games too. So it's good to be able to cut the, cut the weed out uh, from the chat. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, fun fact for you. I very briefly was a video game speedrunner. Uh, there's a video game called Celeste. It's a platformer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was, when I first played it, I was like, wow, that game is really something else. It's probably one of the best platformers out there, I think. Really cool stuff. Good queer representation in it. Very uplifting story, too. It's just great. Um, And so I played it, and I was like, "Ah, I just want to play it again. I played it again, and I was like, I bet I could do this pretty fast. And then so I started looking up, like, the strategies and stuff. And then I was like, wait, what are the times that people need to be, like, on the the leaderboards? And I was looking it up. I was like, that doesn't seem that far off from how fast I can do it. If I just, like, research this a little bit, practice a little bit, I can get on there. And so for a little while, I was like... 80th of the speedrun leaderboards for Celeste for a while. And it was very fun. And then it got to the point where if I wanted to get any better, I would have to practice probably like 10 times more. And I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I stopped. But it was really fun while it lasted. That's amazing. My jaw is like on the ground. <laughs> I appreciate that you find this amazing. A lot of people really, their eyes just glaze over. <laughs> no, that's so cool. You You set a goal and you practice and you work towards it. It's true. It's fine. That's kind of what Celeste is about a little bit. You work towards your goal of being number 80 on the leaderboard. That's right. I was at, from the very beginning, I said, I'm going to be number 80. Then one time I was at a New Year's party and then everyone's like, hey, Owen's a Celeste speedrunner. Owen, why don't you play Celeste for us before the ball drops? And I was like, okay. And then I did. And then I beat the game before the ball dropped. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. It was really funny, but really embarrassing. What a way to ring in the new year. I know. It would only happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Thank you. No problem. All right. What was the last thing you spiraled over? It's a little bit of a callback to an earlier thing, but I think the last thing I spiraled over was my job. Yeah. (laughs) Understanding. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) If you're not spiraling over your job, what are you doing? I don't know. Succeeding? That's stupid. Succeeding, being happy. I don't know about that one. Can't relate. (laughs) That sounds foolish. And our last question, what do you think is the perfect name for a dog? I I have an answer for this. I have an answer for cat too. I want to hear both. Okay, I, I assumed. 
<laughs> I was going to tell you let's, either way. Let's unpack that. The dog and the cat. The perfect name. I, for a long time, have been making stupid fake names that I think are funny. I have a theory about fake names, which is that if they have the same vowel sound in both the first and the last name, it will always be a little funny to me. Can I can I list one of your funny names? Yeah. Chonus Zoner. And that is the dog name. <gasps> it is? <laughs> yeah, because because imagine <laughs> imagine going to the like park <laughs> and hearing someone be like, Chonus. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. I would love to name my dog Chonus so I could call for Chonus, Chonus. and have someone see that and be like, what is that dog's name? <laughs> Another good example, this is not the cat name, is Toady Bobus, um, which is one of my favorites. <laughs> the, the cat name doesn't follow the rule, but it's been a, a long running bit that I have. Anytime there's an opportunity to name a cat, comes up in video games sometimes, there's like a cat you might name. I always name it Drixty. Um, <laughs> and it's just a cute little name for a cat. Cats can be named Drixty. Uh, and so if you have a cat and you haven't named it yet, you should name it Drixty and you should tell me about it. I will retweet whatever you send me on Twitter if it's about that. Yeah, Drixty retweets only. Yeah, I don't retweet anything else. <laughs> I just did something bad. What happened? Um... So, like, notes on your phone, mm-hmm. there's no, like, undo button. Uh-oh. Uh, and I just deleted mine. I keep a list of silly names on my phone. <gasps> I'm going to have... It's not that long, thankfully, but I'm going to have to recall them from memory. Oh, my god. Okay. Um, I have I have funny name list also, <laughs> for the record. I'm just going to say the first one... We're working on this together. We're yeah. going to restore my list of names together. Okay. The first one is Cheraline. <laughs> Cheraline is. Can you spell that for me, please? C H A I R O L I N E. Cheraline. I was hoping that there would be the full chair. <laughs> <laughs> Larry Chowder. Oh, that's good. That just sounds. That could be a real name. Thank you. Chowder is a great last name. And then I'm definitely missing some, but I guess maybe if I can't remember them, they weren't that good to begin with. But the last one that I can remember is. Dishevelin. Dishevelin? <laughs> oh no. She's got to get it together. <laughs> um, D-I-S-H-E-V-E-L-Y-N. Dishevelin. There you have it. It's that, it's that simple. <sighs> All right, Owen. I want to talk to you about your band. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Can you please... Tell me about your band, your bandmates, and sort of go over what your band's journey has been like. Yeah, okay. Uh, So my band is called Really Great. We're a four-piece power pop band, kind of power pop, punk, emo, I guess. I don't know. Uh, No one likes to give a genre to their own music, I feel like. Sam is nodding. (laughs) It's so funny because, like, with every genre, like, your brain automatically jumps to a certain band. And if Mm. you are not like that band, you're like, that's not us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I feel like the the easiest sound analog, because of just the fact that I like him a lot, is that we sound a little like Jeff Rosenstock. Like, uh, a theory I have, actually, is that every band with a songwriter who really likes Jeff Rosenstock sounds a little bit like Jeff Rosenstock in a way that's really way more noticeable than with other bands uh, and other influences, I feel like. Um, like, I can just listen to a band and be like, they like Jeff Rosenstock. I can tell. They do. Yeah, I feel like with my band, the person where everybody is like, you can tell that she likes that person. It's Katie Crutchfield from Waxahachie. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. I can <laughs> I can see that for sure. Oh, but so uh, so the members of our band, uh, we have a, a lovely, wonderful bassist, Fen Macon. They are so good and so wonderful to work with. Um, We have our lead shredder, uh, Jake Cardinal, who is just incredible at guitar and such a fun, goofy guy. Um, And we have our extremely talented drummer, Nick DeSalt. Also, uh, Jake and Nick are both in the band TTB, uh, which I know you know, Sam. Big fan of TTB over here. Yeah. Fan is actually in a a few other bands as well. Um, One called Opposable uh, and one called uh, The Baja Blasters. Uh, They're all truly lovely folks uh excellent to work with really put up with me a lot and my my whims um and my my like relative lack of skill um and so uh they together i feel like we really uh 
have gotten really great at working together and it's been a really fun I didn't mean to say really great there <laughs> to be clear <laughs> uh, this is a problem that I I get to have <laughs> because I chose a cool name um, and so uh yeah so uh we've been playing around in like Boston and and the like for a good number of years. Um, but then, like I said, five years ago, there was a lull. <laughs> but now recently, in the past year or so, we've really gotten a lot more active, which has been really fun. Um, we got to play a festival called Nice A Fest, and that was a really great experience. I did not mean to do it again. Um, <laughs> I keep doing it. It's I'm going to stop calling it out now. It's going to get played out. It's the new soup. It's the new soup. Um, but yeah, uh, our first album, I think, was a very sort of literal story about a bunch of really hard stuff that I went through. Um, and it a lot of it happened at the same time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like every part of my life is falling apart in this way that is completely out of my control. Everything I like about my life is crumbling away. And then uh, I released that album. It felt really good. I was like, wow, I did it. I think next time I want to write an album that's a little more positive. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, that's a great goal to have. Yeah. Uh, much like uh, my goal of being 80th at Celeste, <laughs> um, I want to uh, achieve this one. Um, you don't want like a saccharine song. You don't want like the Lego song. Everything is awesome. Maybe you do. I don't. <laughs> I mean, your band is literally called Really Great. So, Well, it's an ironic kind of name. A little bit. There's like basically no story behind the name. Sam said that she wanted to ask me about the name and I told her that I have a story. Yeah, yeah. Tell, why don't you tell me about the name, Owen? I'm going to tell you about the name. When I named the band, I thought, first of all, I like when bands have really bad SEO on purpose because I think that's funny. Do you have an example for us? There's a band uh, that my friend Aaron uh, used to like, but they're called Music Band. <laughs> Isn't that good? Isn't that so good? I'm like, I love that. That's really good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and so uh, really great's a little bit of that. Um, and also it allows me to uh, register domain names like reallygreatband.com. The, uh, the other part of the name is, I think, is definitely a reflection of how I was thinking in, when I wrote the first album, which is very much like, a, like when I think about how I respond when someone's like, like, how are you? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm really great. I'm so good. It's so awesome right now. Um, and it's sort of like a little like sarcastic snippy thing. And now I don't really relate to that, which is okay. I mean, I think that sometimes our relationships to things we name change and that's fine. I don't plan on changing the name. I think it is what it is. I also think that it's funny that people are always like, Every like every show, someone's gonna come up to me and be like, "That was really great," and I'll be like, uh-huh. <laughs> "Like I signed up for this, and it's my fault, <laughs> and I deserve it." So you gotta sleep in the the bed you make, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, band names don't really matter that much as long as they're not like mean spirited or like problematic or something. And so now I don't care, and I just think it's a funny little name. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One thing that I was going to ask you um, was if the name like took on any additional meaning for you, like as time went on or like um, it sounds like it has. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think that a thing that is fun about it is that like I joke about, you know, every single show, someone coming up to me and being like, that was really great, which is true. And that does happen. And it is like every time a little eye rolly, but it's also like, I think there's something kind of charming to me about a band that invites like a little joke. Like, I'm like, that's, that's kind of nice. I don't know. I don't mind it. Um, yeah. And that's in line with your personality too. Thank you. <laughs> that's very nice. You're always just down for a little joke, down for a little bit. That's true. <laughs> Some might say I can't help it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like um, in that way, my relationship with the name is a positive one. And then like, I think per what I was saying before, like, I feel like the ethos of our music is more a little more positive now like with some of the things that i'm writing now which is great i feel really good that i can write songs like that that feel like good and authentic to me because you know obviously like i still am bummed out sometimes and like it can be really hard to write a positive song that doesn't feel like i'm just like lying to myself um so the fact that i can now makes it feel almost like it's it's gone from sort of an ironic name to like uh maybe this is like a little more sincere now and i think that's good <laughs> i think it's a nice development yeah, one thing that I was going to ask you about is like for smaller musicians who don't have a lot of like the time or the resources to be able to work on music like really actively, the time between like writing a song to getting it recorded to like putting it out and performing it, it can be like a really long span of time. Mm. Do you ever reflect on your songs 
after time has gone by and think about how like what current you feels about all the things that old you said and felt oh yeah absolutely i mean we have songs that we just don't play because i'm like i actually think that's like a mean-spirited song and our guitarist jake loves that song and he's like we're never gonna bring it back and i'm like absolutely not he's like you can't, <laughs> you can't just like change the lyrics i'm like no i can't i don't know how i can't do it in a less negative way i think that there's also songs from our first record that i think are like i think it's interesting to see how my thoughts about certain things have become a little more nuanced or about how they haven't changed too which i think is interesting like i think about the song um missive which is the first song on our uh, our record so far no good um which is a song that i think very clearly is just like about being dissatisfied with almost everything and just being like everything's bad i want all these things to be different and none of them are going to change um and it's because they're out of my control like i think that was a big underlying theme of my record is like it's really hard when things are bad in a way that you can't even change like there's Mm -hmm. nothing about that that you can change and i still all the time think about some of the lyrics to that like the first line of the whole record and of that song is i want every week to be over as soon as it starts and that was a really big refrain for me as I was working my old job that I absolutely hated. And I've switched jobs a few times since. And in my new job recently, I've had that thought a few times where I'm like, I just want this week to be over and it's Monday morning. And I don't think there's anything sadder to me. And this is true when I wrote it. It's true now than wishing away time. But uh, but I definitely do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that that like, uh that made me like almost emotional for a second because mm. that's something that I like really, really relate to just like realizing that you have just been like letting time slip through your fingers yeah. because you're not happy. Absolutely. I, I it's a very bad habit of mine. <laughs> yeah. We're together in this. Um, <laughs> but I think a lot of the, uh, the new album is just about like the question of like, can a person change? What does it take to change? What does it mean to change? is there some part of ourselves that is essentially always going to be there or is that changeable? I think, you know, especially if you, as you hear me talk about like me five years ago, me in college, me in high school, like I think the idea that I'm improving and becoming closer to the person I want to be is something that's really important to me because a lot of the time that is the only thing you can control. Like, you know, you, you want to be moving forward in some way. Um, and I think especially at the end of my first job, I felt like I was an awful person. I had to do a lot of stuff within the realm of HR I did not agree with. And I was like, why am I doing this? What does it mean if I'm willing to do this so I can get a paycheck? And like, what does that say about me? So I think all of that is to say my relationship to my old songs has informed my new songs and the way that I think about writing music. When you're writing a positive song, I think it's good to ground it in reality and like a hard feeling. Like right now, am I who I want to be 100%? Not really. I think I could get there though, maybe, or at least to get closer. And I think that that's like, you know, you root it in like a harder feeling, but it's ultimately a positive sentiment, if that makes sense. I'm going to log off after this interview is over and try to be a better person. Oh my God, that's so <laughs> nice. Thank you. I'm glad. I hope that, you know, I think we all are on that journey, whether we know it or not. I asked you because it's something that I have been thinking about a lot lately for my own music Mm. Um, because the EP that I released, I wrote those songs like six, seven years ago at this Mm. point. And people will listen to my songs and be like, Sam, I thought that this was like such a like happy, fun, poppy EP. But when you listen to the lyrics, it's like, Oh my God, (laughs) (laughs) because all the lyrics are like about how sad I am and how much I hate myself and how much I Mm. feel like, like you were saying, how much I feel like things are never going to change. And I feel like I've grown in the way where I'm like, you are being really mean to yourself. Mm. Maybe have a little bit more compassion, maybe relax. (laughs) But I haven't grown in the way where I'm like, yeah, I think I still do feel all those things about myself. Like I, I have a podcast called 10 things I hate about me. Like I, (laughs) I still struggle with hating myself this bad, you know? Yeah, I know. I totally relate to that. I feel like, um, it almost feels like it's like a thing that comes in stages where it's like the first stage is like you just hate yourself and you're like, I got to be better or something. But I don't know how. And then you get to the point where you're like, OK, I know I need to be treating myself with more compassion. 
I also don't know how to do that. (laughs) I feel like that's like how it is for me anyway, where I'm like, there will be times when I'm so hard on myself and I'll be like, you can't give yourself a little grace. Yeah. That's, that's something that helps me a lot. Mm. Um, being like, would you say this to a friend? Yeah. Would you say this to a child? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes would you say this to a friend? In in my head, I'll be like, no, I wouldn't say this to a friend, but like, I still feel like I deserve to be like told this probably Mm. by a friend, you know, which isn't true. Like you get in those circles when you're (laughs) right, when you're going through it. But, but when I say, would you tell this to a baby? Would you bully this toddler if you thought that they did something wrong? And the answer, hopefully, Hopefully. is no. Hopefully it's no. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's funny. The baby, the baby trick. But yeah, it took me a while to be like, girly, you cannot bully yourself into being better. So Mm. just relax. (laughs) It's a good thing to learn. Yeah. I'm still learning that. (laughs) Okay, here's a question. Is it scarier for you to imagine that strangers are going to listen to your music or that people you know are going to listen to your music? Um, Definitely people I know. I tend to write like very confessional lyrics that are probably too literal. I'm trying to move a little bit away from that. I think there are some songs that to me feel as though it is clear who they are about. Um, In our first album, I feel like that is maybe true. Um, And I know when I released the album, I had a lot of anxiety that someone's going to listen to that and be like, that's about me. I know what that's about. I can't believe you do that. I, I don't mind. Maybe it's just because I love attention, but I, I don't mind the idea of strangers listening to my music at all. The fact that anyone took any time to listen to anything I had to say is super nice. Um, and so I'm always excited about that. It probably mostly is just that I like attention, though. So it, <laughs> it's easy to answer in this way. That's really funny. I I was thinking about it recently, and I was like, I feel like when a stranger listens to your music, it's kind of like, oh, I hope that they like it. I hope that they can like relate to it. I hope that maybe like it helps them a little bit. Mm. But then when somebody, you know, listens to your music, it's like, oh my God, they know everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like um, it is funny how it can be harder to be vulnerable with the people that you know better uh, in in that Mm -hmm. way where I'm like, it's such a raw, I mean, if you're doing it right, music should be like this really raw thing that's coming from like your, your sort of deepest parts so I don't know. It can feel hard to be like, oh my gosh, like this person knows me, but like, what does it mean to really know me? And also that guy's not even a good person. He's immoral. Yeah. <laughs> so who wants to know that guy? Come on. He's immoral. He's immoral. Um, this also, this also reminds me of something that I saw um, earlier today. Cause I was looking through Spotify mm. and you you probably know how on Spotify you can see the playlists that people add your songs to, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> I found a playlist where one of my songs is number one on the playlist. And the playlist title is Anxious Avoidant. That's cruel. And when I saw that, I said, that's a me. <laughs> that's a me. That's so funny. You got you got red there. That's so good. I really did. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so another thing that I wanted to ask you about is really great is leaving for your first tour soon. Woo-woo-woo. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? I do want to tell you a little bit more about that. In fact, I'll give you all the relevant details. Thank um, you. So our t- <laughs> you're welcome. So uh, we leave on Wednesday, March 8th, which I believe is maybe the day this comes out. It certainly is. We're approaching. We timed it that way on purpose. There you have it. Uh, so we're coming to a town near you if you live in one of four towns. Um, so uh, <laughs> hope that helps. You figure it out. I'm not saying anymore. No, um, <laughs> guess so, the towns. Guess the towns. This is our new segment. <laughs> So on the on Wednesday, March 8th, we are going to be playing in Providence. Um, on Thursday, the 9th, we're going to be playing in uh, New York, uh, in Queens. On the 10th, we are going to be playing in Baltimore. And on the 11th, we're going to be playing in lovely Philadelphia. Ever heard of it? <laughs> Anyone here ever heard of this town? It's a small town <laughs> called Philadelphia. So it's our first tour. We're touring with Texas Giant, which is another Boston band. Um, they're so good. Also, I feel like our, our sonic combo is very interesting. We're like We're kind of like power pop, very like upbeat. And Texas Giant is... Uh, sort of almost like country rock kind of. Um, and so it's like a really fun blend. 
when you said our sonic combo. <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> My brain was like, oh, the things that you order when you go to Sonic. Oh, a slushy and a hot dog. <laughs> Ocean water. <laughs> Ocean water. <laughs> oh, here's another shout out to TTB. Um, a few years ago, I filled in on bass for them. And on the way back to uh, the house after the show, we stopped at Sonic. There you go. And it was awesome. A lot of corn dogs. So yeah, so so it's those four days. Um, you can find more information if you're interested in attending on my Instagram, which is really great band, um, uh, or my Twitter, which is really great band. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. I feel like it's going to be a, a series of like buddy shows where you, you just like show up and like a bunch of pals are there. And the people who are putting us up uh, for the show are so nice and the bands we're playing with all seem amazing i'm really excited about it um so uh if you if you're so inclined come out i think it'll be really fun you can listen to my band beforehand you can listen to my band during you can listen to it after <laughs> all these are options <laughs> owen we are nearing the end of the episode and we only have two things that you hate about you uh-oh so you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna enter Okay. Wait, what do, what do you call it? What do I call it? The speed the speed speed what? run. Oh, speed, speed run. run. We're going to do a 10 things I hate about me speed run. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe I'll be 80th at this too. <laughs> All right. Um so we have number 1, I hate that I'm obsessed with morality. Mm-hmm. Number 2, <laughs> I hate that I can't stop talking about soup. Yeah. All right, so we have two. Now give me number 3 right now. Um one thing I, uh, oh my God, it's hard without a prompt. Uh, <laughs> I hate that I laugh at my own jokes really hard. It's really annoying to everybody, <laughs> but I do love doing it, but I also hate it. That's really funny and true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number four. Say the first thing that comes to your head. Very little goes on in there. Oh, I know. I'm extremely forgetful. I'm like one of the most forgetful people I know. I can't remember anything on my own almost ever. And I hate it because sometimes people will be like, oh, remember when we did that really fun thing? And I'll be like, no, I don't. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. It sucks. I hate it. Okay. Number five. I think a thing I've sort of obliquely talked about this in my songs. Um, I'm, a, I'm a notorious coward. I'm, I'm very afraid of risks. And I don't like taking them. Uh, again, probably a reaction from having, in some ways, a very unstable life for a lot of it. Um, but uh, I think that it really negatively impacts my life in a lot of ways. And I, I really don't like it about myself. I've been trying to change that. And I think I've made a lot of strides, such as quitting my job that I really didn't like. Yeah, sounds brave to me. What? What does? The quitting your job. That's brave. Oh, oh, oh Yeah. I thought you meant like admitting that I don't like it. I was like, <laughs> buddy, I've been doing that for years. Like, I don't know what you mean? Yeah, quitting my job was a little brave. Uh, also a little reckless, uh, which is a thing that I probably shouldn't like about myself. When I'm reckless, I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And then I, do, <laughs> I just do something like really out of pocket. I'm just going to do it. No, that's what it was like, though. Like I quit my job and I didn't have something lined up. And I do not have a lot of money. I have a lot of student debt. It was really not great. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was like an interesting lesson, I think for me, uh, cause it ended up being a great decision. It was like one of the best decisions I ever made. And I have a whole song about it on the new record. Uh, it's, it's great. Um, okay. I'll keep thinking. What are some other things I don't like? We're at number six. Okay. It's pretty good progress. Oh, I know. Um, I don't like that. I procrastinate on chores that could have dire consequences. <laughs> My glasses right now are so loose. I need to get them tightened before tour. Because <laughs> my glasses break on tour, I'm fucked. <laughs> I keep not doing it. I was really questioning what you meant by dire consequences. <laughs> but yeah, that all checks out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Like when you said chores that have dire consequences, I was like, you put too much laundry in the washing machine and it blows up. That is pretty dire. <laughs> um, that would be dire. Um, but no, I always do my laundry on time. That's a brag. That, that could be number, uh, number seven, notorious braggart. Um, oh, number seven is I talk like a fucking nerd sometimes and I don't know why. <laughs> I can't stop. It's so bad. It's so bad. Everybody dunks on me for it and they're so right to do it. 
but sometimes I'll say something like notorious braggart. <laughs> and I'll be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's useful in like one out of every six Jeopardy games. Oh, I love Jeopardy. You ever like watch in a group and just yell the answers? You know, not enough. Hey, one day, you and me, <laughs> yell those answers. Let's do it, buddy. <laughs> I would love to do it. Next time you miss your flight to Cambodia, <laughs> you're, stay- you're staying at my place. We're going to watch some Jeopardy. All right. Number eight. We're almost there. We're almost there. I'm making good progress. Um, do you have like any bad habits that you don't like? <laughs> no, I don't have any bad <laughs> no bad habits at all. <laughs> that's the braggart talking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely not true. Uh, I bite my nails a ton. That's that's something I don't like about myself. I wrote a gross song about biting my nails once, and then I was like, I'm not gonna write this song. Like, this is gross. <laughs> People are gonna listen to this and be like, what is this like body horror? It was awful. <laughs> um but <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i definitely bite my nails too much it sucks i can't stop people sometimes say oh do you try the oh you try the little stuff you paint on your nails makes it taste bad no i haven't tried that i'm not gonna do that i don't have that <laughs> it's the principle for me i'm not gonna do it i don't know what principle it is that i'm upholding <laughs> but i i am upholding it i will not be doing that um i don't know because you can already tell i bite my nails and then everyone's going to be like, oh, you're trying to quit biting your nails? I'm like, don't talk to me about that. You should just be like, no, I'm keeping them short to play guitar on both hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I should do that. Um, but uh, I'll just keep biting my nails until I die from it, from biting my nails. <laughs> It'll kill me. If, if not the bean problem, <laughs> then... If, um, if the beans don't kill you, the nails will. Yeah, that's true. Wait, is the bean problem on the list? I hate the bean problem. You want me to put the bean problem on the list? Yeah, absolutely I do. I despise the bean problem. If I could undo anything about myself, that would maybe be one of the things Aww. that I do. I hate it. It sucks. All right, buddy. We are at number 10. Big honkin' number 10. Um... Big honking number 10. Okay, I'm going to get real. I have a real one. I cannot abide being around people who have vastly different values than me for like extended periods of time. It just makes me go crazy. I I, I really become like very, very outspoken. I mean, it's kind of like what the um, the Enneagram says. Like I get really self-righteous. Um, but it's I don't think it's bad to be principled, obviously. But I do think that the inability to abide being around other people when they have really different values from you is something that is not a great way to convince anybody of your values or like Mm -hmm. to get anyone to see your point of view. I think I can get so frustrated that I just kind of like get really like, I guess I I sort of take up more space in like a conversation. If someone's like being like, I kind of, I don't get why pronouns are matter or something. I'll be like, I don't know. I guess I have had productive conversations about that now that I think about it. But I've also had unproductive ones where I've yelled at people and be like, that's stupid. Why do you care about grammar so much? What are you, a nerd? That's my answer. Um, being unable to to sort of deal with being around someone with just like horrible values to me. <laughs> and to be, this makes me sound really judgmental. It's like, there's like a, a pretty high threshold you have to cross. Because like, I don't want people to think like, if someone's going around being like, yeah, I love cake donuts. I'm like, I don't respect you. <laughs> I mean, they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong to like cake donuts more than yeasty donuts. That's not a good opinion. Okay, we're going to have to talk after this. <laughs> we have a lot to... No, I'm just kidding. You can like cake donuts. Everyone can, except for me. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Cake is my least favorite dessert. Um, mm. That's another thing I don't like about myself. I would love to like all food. My One of my goals is to like as much food as possible, which makes the bean problem an issue. Okay, so we have uh, number 11. Don't like all food yet. <laughs> I hate that I don't like all foods. All right, Owen, I'm going to read you your list okay. of 10 things that you hate about you. Mm-hmm. 11 things that you hate about you. Extra credit. <laughs> number one, I hate that I am obsessed with morality. Number two, I hate that I can't stop talking about soup. (laughs) Number three, I hate that I laugh at my own jokes really hard. (laughs) This voice you're doing really hard. (laughs) Did you write it a special way for emphasis? (laughs) Clear. Yeah, and like sticky keys. (laughs) (laughs) 
Number four, I hate that I'm forgetful. Mm. Number five, I hate that I am a coward. Number six, I hate that I procrastinate on chores that have dire consequences. Number seven, I hate that I talk like a fucking nerd. <laughs> I'm excited for anyone I know to listen to this and be like, love that one. <laughs> That's true. You do do that. I'm like, I know. <laughs> Number eight, I hate that I bite my nails. Number nine, I hate that I have a bean problem. <laughs> Number 10, I hate that I can't be around people with awful values. And number 11, bonus, I hate that I don't like all foods. It's true. <laughs> Owen, how do you feel about yourself after hearing all those? I think it's nice. There's a good mix of real and and sort of silly but still true ones. I also feel like a lot of these are pretty uh, achievable things to change. And I think that that is, you know, it, it gives you a little bit of direction. So I think that that's nice. That's a good attitude to have. Thank you. I try. It's taken a lot of work to have a good attitude about anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have now reached our final segment and it's called, so what do you want me to do about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> and in this segment, you assign me homework for the upcoming week, which can be any task that you think could help me feel good and hate myself a little bit less. Last week's homework uh, set by Cassandra was set a small goal and give yourself a treat. And boy, did I do that. I, I reached my goal of reading a single chapter of a book. Nice. <laughs> and I gave myself a treat, which was a bacon, egg, and cheese from one of my favorite places. What's the place? You know, I'm going to tell you because you're going to be in Philadelphia. And not only that, but you're going to be in West Philadelphia, which is where this place is. It's Bart's Bagels. Okay. I really love their bacon, egg, and cheese. I get it with the aioli and the hot honey. Oh, my mm. God. It's so good. You're really selling me on this. Hot honey and aioli. Love that. Love both of yeah, those. Yeah, I highly recommend. The the pork roll, egg, and cheese is also really good. Um, Can't get that up here. Yeah, that's right. Owen, what do you think that I should do for this coming week? So this is like, here. here's my recommendation. In the next week, with your hot drink of choice... Uh, I want you to bring bring the the mug or the cup or what have you to your lips. Uh, close your eyes and inhale before you take a sip. Take the sip and then put it down. Exhale and really just like and keep your eyes closed and just really like experience the first sip of a hot drink fully. That's gorgeous. It's the best. You just painted me a word picture. <laughs> Here's the, the the reason that I think it's good. I think what it does is is two things. One, you're you know you're inhaling, so you're you're getting like the the sense system uh, engaged too. Which maybe I'm not a scientist. I, maybe that's real. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But that I feel like helps it just have a, a full flavor. But then in addition to that, what you're really doing, the more important thing, is you're you're intentionally slowing down. And that is something I really struggle with. I'm a person who's always like, I got to go do this, then this, then this. And uh, I know a, a good few folks in my life who are really intentional about slowing down. I'm like, I want to be just like that. And this is a way that I do that. And you just take a second. You're like, I am not going to be doing anything except for sitting in this moment, drinking the first sip of my hot Bev. It's the best. I love doing it. That's beautiful. And honestly, that's really good for me specifically because I do have a hard time slowing down. There you go. And you know what? You have to slow down with a hot drink. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's dangerous. That's true. Dire consequences. <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah. The dire consequences strike again. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to hearing which hot Bev you, and you do this with next week. All right, Owen. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. This was awesome this is so fun yeah thanks for having me this is so great um can you let us know uh where to find your music and where to follow you on social yeah um so we have music on spotify Bandcamp, all the of the streamers uh, if you're feeling lost you can also just go to reallygreatband.com and it will redirect you to our Bandcamp. um our handle is really great band on everything uh mostly twitter and instagram i guess i use twitter probably the most you can follow us there and um send me uh pictures of cats named Drixty. 
that's the main thing I want. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do it. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Owen. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want every week to be Thank you so much for listening to 10 Things I Hate About Me. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave us a review with one thing you hate about yourself so we can read it on a future episode. All right, let's get the hell out of here. I'm going to talk to Matt about it probably tomorrow or Saturday. Is it Simba? Simba has arrived. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha ha.